Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Threepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. One, two, three, do it. Oh, Edition of the Scolders Podcast. I'm your host Ed Brown. Marco with me as always, my compatriot Mike Anderson. How are we doing tonight, Mike? You know, not too bad, I guess. Beautiful night. So. Beautiful night. I saw I saw on the Snap Story had uh, had a nice steak cooking on on the smoker. Had some Oktoberfest. Had the, had the skull lights up. Yeah, I was feeling the vibe. Trying to set it for uh, trying to set it for Sunday afternoon so, so 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 you're feeling you're feeling 16 and one right you can't you can't go 16 and one without the one right yeah let's hope let's hope let's hope but uh i, th- I think we we both know we're probably a bit more pessimistic than 16 win season at this point <laughs> well in fairness you know i did say i thought week one was going to be closer than a lot of people thought now i thought they were going to win uh but <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a little worried about the next three. I'll I'll leave it at that. Well, I, I mean, I brought this up before, and it it might not carry much weight, but we've seen one week of NFL football, um, so we don't know really where Cincinnati Bengals are in it, you know, in placement in the field in 2021. So it, it could very well be that Cincinnati Bengals could challenge for the division title in, in their own division. We just don't know. Um, so they could have gotten a lot better. Um, but you know what? They could not have, and the Vikings could have just completely gone off the cliff. Um, I don't really? know. It's, <laughs> I, it's tough, too, with you know with the shortened preseason. Um, guys not doing a lot in camp either. Uh, I think it's tough. There's a lot of getting back to it right for some of those veteran guys so week one is always a little bit crazy uh right you know obviously you don't use that as an excuse because everyone's in you know the same boat but uh the sad thing is they had a a chance still with all the mistakes to win a football game and uh and some of the mistakes were just like the refs were being incredibly ticky-tacky i think you're seeing Probably seen as I have a couple times on on Twitter today the the CJ Ham clip of the yeah, false start I, that there was is like I, I don't think normally that gets called so I, I don't know if they were just buying into what the defense was selling there but it, I didn't it, it even was frustrating I stared at that 
for probably three minutes, and I never saw – I couldn't even tell that he moved. But you saw the defense obviously point and kind of – I just couldn't see it. Yeah, I I don't know. It's And it's it's not to blame it on, on that because that – even if that one call goes differently, I think there's there's plenty to be mad about. But right, um, I I think you just got to move on from it. Uh, I, I think uh, the climate of the pocket network here is probably hashed out this this last game very very well in the last couple of days here. Um, so I, I don't think we dwell too much on that because we got a big test here coming in with Arizona, and we got to clean some stuff up. Yeah, I would. Uh... I would say, you know, only takeaway or, or parting shot, if you will, was I kind of thought that game was going to be close. Um, reason for optimism would maybe be, again, with all the penalties, uh, a couple of those calls that seemingly didn't go our way, you know, specifically the Justin Jefferson touchdown, which I, I guess in hindsight didn't matter. Um, and then the Dalvin, you know, seemingly being down, uh you still had a chance to win the game. So I, I think, you know, hopefully we see a different football team this week. Uh, they're, they're certainly going to have to clean some things up because as we're about to get into, uh, you know, Arizona went on the road and, and thrashed what a lot of people think is going to be a, a pretty good Tennessee Titans team this year. And to me, again, the, the same same logic I just applied to Cincinnati Bengals also applies here. Um, Tennessee Titans could have easily fallen off a cliff. And we just haven't seen it yet because we've only seen one game. Yeah. Um, now that said, I I do believe that you know Hopkins and and Kyler Murray are outstanding players, and it's going to be a tall task to contain Kyler Murray because some of the the clips I've seen of him scrambling in the backfield are just terrifying. Yeah. Just terrifying, and that, and that dude's a small, squirrely guy, and he's going to get out and break contain on you, and <laughs> he's going to cause havoc. Um. So, how 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 do we slow these guys down, Mike? How, how do we put this in a position where the Vikings can actually come out with a win? Well, I mean, I I, I think the offense is really going to have to get going. I mean, I, I think this is going to be a shootout um, if the Vikings want to win this game. Uh, they got to eliminate a lot of the big plays on the defensive side of the ball, right? Um, you know, you had the Jamar Chase. A uh, long touchdown last week, right before mm-hmm. halftime. Uh, I, I thought at times, as weird as this might come across, I thought the defense looked pretty good a lot of that game. Um, you know, got some pressures. Uh, the coverage was okay, and they've got some receivers down there. So I, I think if they can kind of clean up and eliminate the big plays, right, the long DeAndre Hopkins, the Christian Kirk, um, the Kyler scrambles, if they can contain – and eliminate, you know, kind of the quick strikes. Um, right. I think that's going to be key. And then our offense, hopefully, you know, can have some long drives as well, and, and we can kind of, um, you know, elongate this game and and uh, maybe sneak out a close one. Yeah, I, I think I think for me, um, I mean, you nailed it there. Where, where there are some some coverage failures on the Zimmer defense, and I think part of that is. Um, I think what there's one returning guy in the back end from last season, and that's Harrison Smith. Everyone else is new, so there's obviously bound to be a couple communication errors. Um, and apparently, Joe Burrow is good enough to take advantage of those and and see those as they're happening. Um, so I, I feel like that gets better. I feel like Zim is the kind of coach that will 
fix that. Um, so I, I think the defense will be relatively okay, but I, I think you're absolutely right. In order to win this game, we're going to have to be scoring points, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is a high 30s game for each side. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, I think they, Arizona put up 38 um, on the road last week. Vikings, what, 24 on the road. Uh you know, weather shouldn't really be an impact. I'm assuming at Arizona, probably going to have uh, pretty good conditions. So, uh, well, is, is, don't they have a stadium? It's it's in Quills there, isn't it? Is is it one of the re- retractables there? From the way I understand, I don't know if it's retractable, but I know their turf retracts in and out of the stadium. Okay, I think that's the one where they're where it's, yeah. They're, they actually have a grass, and it's just like this sill of soil and grass that retracts in and out. That's wild. Um, yeah, no I, more I wild just... than you know the Packers that have growing grass all year round. <laughs> uh, I, I just I think we've got to take some shots downfield. You know, there is frustration. I'm sure as as everyone on Twitter uh, posted often about. You know, once again we've got screenshots of guys running open in the middle of the field that Cousins just isn't going to. Um, And so I I think he's going to have to not only get rid of the ball quickly, but when uh, when he's got time, you know, I think he's got to start looking downfield because Jefferson has been open. You've got Osborne had a hell of a game uh, last week. You know, we've got guys that are going to be open downfield, and you've got to get the ball to him, you know? Absolutely. Um, And – like I said, part of that is is how much time are they going to have? Um, how much time is Kirk going to have in the backfield there? Because what was it? Chandler Jones had five. Yeah. Chandler Jones, right? Five sacks uh, last last week against uh, a pretty good left tackle in Taylor Luan. Taylor Luan, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it's going to be a tough task for Hill. I think we're probably going to have to shade a lot of protection on that side um, because it, it, it did not look good. Um, did not grade well. Albeit, though, we didn't really give up that much pressure in sacks. Only 11 pressures. It felt like it was a lot higher than that, and only two sacks. Um, personally, I think some of those should have been on Cousins because there are several instances where Cousins walked into pressure. Right. I, I, I don't know how you fix that, but... Um, just, it's... you got to get him more time. you got to get Cook going. And personally, I don't, I don't understand where... Where we're all um, the play action. Where, yeah. Where, where, where was that? Or rolling, you know, getting Cousins outside the pocket. Um, it, it just, again, a lot of early first down runs that went for a yard. You know, just <coughs> we went back to the, a lot of the stuff we've been used to. And, um, you know, I know we talked about it last week that maybe Kubiak was going to be different, right? Maybe he was going to bring in some... Uh, kind of flair and, and differences here. I, Zimmer allegedly had said, you know, he kind of is passing the reins over, but we saw a lot of the same. And, you know, it's just with the weapons we had, we saw it with Diggs. Frustration when you're running this archaic uh, game plan and, you know, you've got talented players that can change the game for you, but you're not utilizing them to... Uh, the best of their abilities. Well, and, and some of it makes me wonder, um, because we're behind the eight ball so often um, at Cincinnati, 
did we just not see some of that because the play calls have to change and they have to be different in that scenario where you feel like you're just you're trying to get the small chunks to make it manageable um, and, you, and you feel like you really can't take the, the down the field risk now that seems kind of stupid when you say it because why wouldn't you just want to go for more more large chunk yardage but I, I just wonder if it, it was something with an inexperienced play caller where you get into that mode and you get stuck into that that weird um, let's just try to get back to the chains type mode yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think we'll find out this week uh, because with with Chandler Jones, uh, you know, ultimately lining up against Rashad Hill, I, I believe, which sounds like a nightmare, um, an absolute nightmare. You know, they're going to probably need to get Cousins rolling out uh, to the to the right. You know, I would assume and get some play actions going uh, because otherwise. You know, we might, he might get the double-digit sacks before going into week three. <laughs> okay, let's well, let's not quite go that far. I don't think that's going to happen. But well, five five again, right? Back-to-back games. I mean, it, it would be amazing, but you know, let's 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 hopefully not in that. Uh, yeah. But speaking of D line, I, I think I think our D line needs to get consistent pressure on on Kyler. <laughs> That's also a double-edged sword because yeah. the second you get pressure on him, it looks like he, he's able it's to up. roll out and get away from it. So um, part of that's going to be can you get the pressure and also can you contain him enough to where he makes bad decisions or you can actually down him. Um, and that's historically been a problem for Vikings defense. It's even pre-Zimmer, but it's it, it just creates all kinds of, of issues. So uh, how, how do we deal with that? How do we contain that? I, I think the pressure, you're absolutely right because if, if the – you know, if the edges collapse, he's just going to roll. He's going to spin out. He's gonna, we've had this trouble with Russ before, right? You know, where um, they're they they don't they're immune to the pressure. So I, I think the way around it is the pressure's got to come from the middle. Uh, we saw Michael Pierce get two sacks last week, and I, I think if you know, granted, I don't know who I might be playing linebacker for us, so I don't know if I'll be able to generate much pressure this week through the middle. But I think if you can bring some blitzes through the middle. Uh, and hopefully get to him, you know, before he's got a chance to react. Or if he tries to go outside, then at that point you've got your edge rushers there. Um, I think that's probably your best bet for consistent pressure. Uh, I know Daniil, um, I think he said that he felt, you know, he felt good out there, but he definitely had, uh, was shaking a little bit of rust. Um, you know, I don't think he had well, his but, best game, but... But at times, though, he was he was sitting there double and triple teamed. So oh, like, yeah. it's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I you know, but I think keeping contain, right? But consistently, you got to have him worried that he's about to get hit because, you know, if you allow him to roll out, just like we've seen with Russ, and you've got DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, Christian Kirk, you have the weapons they have in Arizona. Uh, someone is going to be able to get open across the middle, and and so. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what they did a lot of last week. Um, you know, they, they chunk some yardage. They get those 15, 20 yards plays, and uh, Vikings have been prone to give those up. So, you know, if I'm an Arizona fan, I'm probably licking my chops this week uh, coming into this game. But if we look at last year, these were the situations that Zimmer actually came through 
and we actually played a good football game. You know, you talk about the Tennessee game last year, the Seattle game last year. Uh, Vikings actually came out and, and showed up. So um, I, I think kind of reflecting back to your first point, it was week one. There's a lot we need to clean up, but I'm not writing this season off yet, right? You know, we talked about the importance of these first four games and trying to get out of here at least at two and two. Um, I think at this point you're thrilled if you're out of there at two and two. Um, so hopefully we see a lot of things that are that are done a little bit differently uh, Sunday at three o'clock. And I'd say I'd say even more so. Um, I think you need to get out of this week one and one. I, starting season zero and two with what we have remaining on the schedule um, is a tough tough hill to climb. Yeah, the only bonus we got is everyone in the NFC North lost yeah. last week. Yep. Um, that's not going to happen this week because Packers play the Lions. So at least someone's getting out of there with a half win. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, um, it's it, it'll be an interesting, interesting battle for sure. Um, especially given the news that Barr is still not practicing, so he's likely still out. Uh, like you mentioned, you might be suiting up for linebacker. You might be calling Ben Lieber up because Kendricks looks like he's also not practicing. Um, I'm sure we'll get the final injury reports tomorrow and get an understanding of what that might mean. But um, there's potential that this defense could be running in nickel package the majority of the game, which. I'm sure changes up a lot of what Mike Zimmer can do um, and, and a lot of kind of how we play against this team. Now, it might be where that would that would be how it would go anyway. Yeah, I th- cause uh, just, I think they just run based a lot on of, what Arizona does. They run a lot of three receiver sets, I think. Um, but, it's a, but the difference between being forced into that because of personnel and just being forced into that because of the opposing team is, is quite drastic. So, Yeah, and I mean, it's tough, too, because I thought Vigil actually had a, a decent game uh, last week. You know, I, I didn't see the grades, but I thought for what um, – I saw him make a couple of plays, right? And I guess I didn't think that he was he was hurting us anywhere. So, you know, you're kind of hoping that maybe you're going to get Barr back and we kind of survived this, um, you know, getting through a week or, or so, and now all of a sudden you're staring at – Man, are we ever going to have those two uh, healthy this year? Um, FYF for Gray's Nick Vigil about middle of the pack. Okay, which upper is... end for for pass rush. So yeah, I mean that's you're going to take middle of the road most likely when you're down to that. Um, you know when you're running thin. So uh, yeah, I, I would say pressure is going to be key. I, I think now I'm starting to understand why you're leaning a lot more in that defensive line because, you know, knowing the thinness at linebacker this week, most likely, uh, especially when you've got Kendricks is one of the better coverage linebackers in, in the NFL, you know, you're losing that at potentially again, potentially, we don't know. He was not listed on the injury report today. He spoke to the media today, but then, um, something came out. I think maybe it was Courtney Cronin or someone reported something that he's dealing with something. <laughs> Um, yeah, so like like you said, we'll get more clarity on it tomorrow. But um, to lose him in coverage, especially you know a, a guy that can move as well laterally as Kendricks can, um, would be a huge loss to contain Kyler because he's going to get out and and run easier with that. Um, so and, and you know maybe Bar, you know who knows? Uh, maybe Bar miraculously is going to play too. I I don't know, you know, but I just think. You know the way things have gone the last couple of years that uh, you and I are probably operating under the same assumption that they're both going to be out. So, 
both gonna be out till Christmas, more than likely, if it's just a tweak. Well, that means we'll have them on the uh, December twenty sixth game. So, fair, fair point, fair point, Mike. Um, speaking of injuries, one other injury that's still lingering: uh, Christian Derisaw. Yeah. Um, as we know, a couple weeks before the season, or I forget exactly when it was, he had, um, I believe, a hernia surgery, something like that, groin surgery. Um, yeah, I want to say it was early, did, early August. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, so, still recovering from that. He did not get put on IR, which could mean several things. Like, they might think that he's going to be back and ready within the next week or two, or they want to make sure he can get in there for practice reps. You know, they can do that is to actually waste a, an active roster spot on him right now um, while he's still recovering. Um, so, IR I, cannot practice. I believe so, yeah. I think IR is a minimum of three weeks now, and you cannot practice while you're actively on IR. There's, like, that window after that initial period comes up where you can start practicing, and then you have to be active a couple weeks after that. Okay. So if <clears throat> if it's one of those situations where they want to get him in the flow of things, get, get him some reps, get him some uh, some time with his other teammates, um, it, it makes sense, so... I expect him within the first four or five games to start, but we'll see exactly how that plays out. Um, Is he if Hill gets absolutely crushed? Out? Did they rule I, him I, out this week already? I don't. I don't think I've seen anything like that yet. Um, we'll obviously find out tomorrow when the final injury report is done. Um, I'm just gonna look up the injury report right now as we're as we're talking here. Let's see. Bar did not participate. Um, Kendricks apparently is listed with the quad. Okay. And Darisa is limited with groin. Oh, also, Nick Vigil is also limited with an ankle. So that's, oh. that's lovely. <laughs> so really, I might be uh, I might be flying down there. Yeah, so, uh, so who are we actually going to have <laughs> to play linebacker? <laughs> this week is is uh, gonna be quite interesting. Um, apparently, Everson got a concussion too. Interesting. Um, yeah, so quads for for Kendricks, ankle for Vigil. Um, usually, ankles aren't a huge deal unless it's like an ankle break for for these guys. They tape them up really well. Um, Bard in practice, and neither did Harrison Hand, cornerback. I think he had a decent game as well. Um, so yeah, it's a it's gonna be a rough one. Well, uh, I mean, what do you what do you think? Injuries aside, um, you know, we talked a little about the importance of the defense. Uh, what are you looking for offensively? I know we kind of hinted at maybe um, getting Kirk outside, rolling him, getting downfield more. But um, you know, what are you looking forward to this week from the offensive side of the football, where you know we've got a lot of playmakers. Um. Well, it starts up front. It's it's start with a clean game. You, you cannot have your average yards to go be like 12, 13. The, the easiest thing to to get rid of in the penalties is false starts. There is no reason why you should ever false start. Period. So, start at first and tens, not first and fifteens, is a big one because your playbook is a lot more open on the first and ten than it is on even on the first and fifteen. Um, so. We start there, 
And then I want to see more play action. I think last week we had 40, 50 some odd passing snaps, something like that. And like four were play action. That's just abysmal. Like, I don't care what the game situation is. Play action is still going to be beneficial for you. There are stats to prove that out every which way from Sunday. So why are we not using play action? It does not matter. Just use play action. Play action, play action, play action. Kirk Cousins has proven to be significantly better of a passer when he uses play action. Right. So I, <clears throat> I, I did not understand that at all in week one, and we need to see absolutely more of that in week two. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I think everyone is, is ready to go. Maybe J.J.'s got a little bit of rust because he hasn't really played. He didn't play any in the, in the preseason, so um, I, I think he should be good to go. Thielen is proven that he's Thielen. Like you said, K.J. Osborne is has been a delight. So uh, you just got to get rolling. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I'm hoping to see a nice game from Justin. Um, weirdly enough, you had a lot of big-name receivers post some pretty bad games week one. Uh, you know, you, you had guys like Julio Jones and McLaurin and, you know, some of these guys that would almost post zeros. Uh, Brandon Ayuk literally did post the zero. <laughs> Um, you know, so it, it, not, maybe, not, not quite as tempo, not quite as tempo. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I'm looking for them to kind of clean some stuff up. Hopefully, learn a lot from week one, uh, understand what worked, what didn't work, and you know, I, I think you got to kind of have that clean slate going into week two. And I'm still looking at that two and two mark after week four, but I, I can see where you're coming from too. That you got to get a win on the road. Build, build some momentum, you know, as you come back for, uh, what, I think three home games in a row then after that? Um, it's at least two because we host Seattle and we host Cleveland, so I think it is three, though. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's a... <clears throat> like you said, it's, it's just a tough sled. You start 0-2. I, I, you know, you look at the stats of teams that start... 0-2, 0-3, 0-4, 0-5. It does not get better. And the difference between starting 0-1 and 0-2 is still significant. Like, not saying it's not possible, but it's it says a lot when you cannot bounce back like that. Yeah. Um, and it, one thing is, you know, <clears throat> the offense this year is going to go as Kubiak goes, as Kid Kubiak goes. This is his first season as an offensive play caller, first season, you know, managing an entire offense, installing what he wants, doing the plays that he wants. And, you know, it doesn't really matter how much he was involved with that in the past with, you know, Gary Kubiak. Right now, it's all his show. So how he responds, we don't know yet. What his ups and downs are, we don't know yet. You know, this this could be a season-long thing where there's games where it's absolute atrocious and games where it's a revelation. We don't know what that looks like yet. Right. So... On the top end, you could prepare for, you know, J.J. to have 2,500 yards, you know, 47 touchdowns and break all the records on the low end. This could be a 2018-style offense where it's just frustrating. Yeah. Um, There's not a hell of a lot, you know, to talk about uh, until we get now. I think it's a Sunday afternoon, right? It's just... Like you said, everything's been covered from week one. The things we could control, couldn't control. And now you need to just hope that 
you've got a motivated, uh, different-looking football team that comes out uh, on the road and, and beats what appeared to be a pretty good Arizona team. It's, it's, it's all, it's all, you just wait till Sunday and see, see if week one is reinforced with what we know, or if it's, okay, some of these teams are not as good as we thought, or some of these teams are way better than we thought. Um, and it's just, it's, it, it's interesting every year seeing that clarity in those shifts, because it, it seems like there's only a handful of teams year over year that maintain that level. I mean, you even look at Green Bay. Green Bay got absolutely stomped by New Orleans, and it did not appear to be the Packers team from from 2020 at all. So, and, and you have Jamie's Winston, who takes over for Drew Brees and throws for five touchdowns. Yeah, like uh, what, what are we even seeing right now? This is it's it's so bizarro. But <clears throat> like I said, that's that's the variance of the NFL. Um, here's hoping that Tennessee Titans are much worse than they were last year, and this Arizona team is not quite as good as we think they are. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it'll be a fun game to watch, um, one of the rare games where we get the 3 p.m. time slot. So have a little bit more of that extra Sunday morning time and Sunday afternoon time to kind of get some get some stuff done around the house and the garage and, um, you know, maybe drink a couple extra beers in there before you get ready to, to potentially face some pain. But, um yeah, it's it's gonna be another another great Vikings football Sunday, and here's hoping we can stop a mobile quarterback at least once in our lifetime. Like, hey, one thing we should have mentioned though, Greg Joseph, clutch kick. Uh, I Vikings mean, special teams best unit of the week last week. I'm just I, saying. I mean, don't let that go uh, forgotten. I mean, he had a hell of a kick there. What was it, about fifty? 53 or something, 55, to send it into uh, overtime and, you know. Which he made twice. Real deal. Yeah. Because he made it once and when they iced him and he made it again. Well, the first time, too, it was, it was funny. It barely fell through, and then the next one looked like it would have been good from, like, 70. So Yeah. Yeah, Viking special team grades, in case you're curious, 81.5 uh, versus the field. Second place, once you know it, Cincinnati Bengals at 76.5. So, nice. Very, very good special teams game for the Vikings and Bengals. Um, and, and you hope that they can carry through um, carry through that momentum on special teams because it's it, the Vikings special teams over the last several decades have just been a train wreck. Terrible, yeah. Just quite honestly. Um, speaking of train wrecks, I, I just had to bring this up. The Raiders game, if you did not watch that, I highly suggest you go look at some of the highlights. Um, especially where Daniel Carlson was apparently hit. They couldn't find him on the sideline when they tried, wanted to make like a 46-yard kick. I, I, that was such a train wreck situation. I don't know how the Raiders ended up with that win over the Ravens. I don't, I don't get it. But they really wanted to lose that game. Uh, I did not watch that game. Oh, my goodness. So I will like, have you, to... Uh, oh, you yeah. missed a call. You need to find a replay of that. Just, just like the last... Five minutes of the fourth quarter and the entire overtime. That's all you need to see because it's okay. It's 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 excellent football in in the terms of there's so many ups and downs. It's it's quite entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, enough about the Raiders and the Ravens. We're talking Vikings, Arizona. 
What are your predictions? What's your score prediction, Mike? Ooh, um, you know, I I think I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think. Uh, I just think that the corrections from week one into week two, uh, there's typically a you know a lot of those that are going to happen and. With Mike Zimmer and, and some of the veteran players on this team, uh, I think they're really going to clean up and, and be more focused. You're going on the road uh, again here. Uh, Arizona will have a lot of excitement with it being their home opener, which is going to help them out early. But I think, you know, if you can kind of slow them down, all of a sudden it, it can create, um, you know, some motivation for Minnesota as well. So I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a closer game. I'm going to say 34 uh, for Arizona, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Vikes at 27. You know, so, so, so you, got, you got the Vikes losing by a touchdown, losing by a touchdown. Uh, but you know, you see a lot of people right now that are <laughs> saying Jones is gonna get five more sacks. It's gonna be 45 to 12, or you know, I just I think Minnesota will come out and keep it relatively close. Uh, I look for the the defense to. Uh, even though you're going to give up 34 points, I think defense will be uh, doing enough. And ultimately, I'm, I'm expecting the offense to, to fail us again is kind of where I'm at. All right, all right. Well, I'm going to have to take the other side of the road here because uh, the other day when I was at the, the, the state fair here, we picked up a, a T-shirt. Um, I believe I put it out on the, on the Snapchat. I put it on the Twitter for sure. Um, it's an optimistic since 1961, and, and you can't be optimistic if you don't predict a win here so we can correct back to 500. Um, so I think the Vikes are going to win. I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be 31. Um, and just because I think it's going to be weird, it's going to be 31 to 30. Greg Joseph kick as time expires to send the Vikings home at 500. Um yeah, it's it's gonna be a tight one. I think JJ is gonna have a nice game. Um, I think Dalvin Cook is gonna score twice. JJ Watt gonna have a nice game. Both JJs are gonna have a nice game. <laughs> JJ's a bound. Um, so yeah, it it'll be a fun game to watch. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm looking forward to, like you said, seeing the corrections that, that Zimmer will make, seeing some of the yeah. corrections that, that Kubiak's going to make, seeing some of the adjustments that Kubiak's going to make in a second game, um, in calling the second game in the NFL. So um, it's it's going it's to be fun to watch, you know. Everyone's got to start somewhere. Maybe Kubiak is the next great genius, and we don't know yet. Um, got to start somewhere. Or maybe the team craters, and we end up, you know, 4-13, and and we fire Zimmer, and we bring in... Eric Bianami, and, you know, we trade off Cousins, and we start Kellen Mond next year, and we're ready to go. There we go. But we're not there yet, so <laughs> I'm still holding out hope for this season. Fair enough. I hope you're right. Anything anything else, Mike, on this? No, I think just got to get the bad taste out of the mouth from week one, and the only way to do that is yeah. to get the, get the Sunday. Bury the football, as they say. Yes, sir. So. <clears throat> All right, well, that's going to wrap it up here for Scolders Podcast. Um, check us out. We're on Twitter all the time. Climate Pocket Network, part of Daily Norseman. Um, 
got tons of good shows going on weekly. Uh, we haven't quite done the YouTube thing yet, but I know they're doing live shows on YouTube. Um, I think we're going to try to get into that. I don't know exactly how it's going to work yet, but um, it's just a great time. Just come hang out with us there. It's, it's always fun. They have the happy hours, I think, on Wednesday. They do their, their happy hour thing. I don't know if you've ever tuned into that, Mike, but um, great time to interact with, with all of us and, and you know just, just chat with us. Again, hit us on Twitter. I'm at Namok7. Uh, Musky underscore Mike. Yeah, so hit us up. We, we love talking to you guys. We love talking football. So, um, But yeah, that's going to do it for us, Mike. Until Sunday, let's just skull. Let's get this one. Skull. <laughs>